Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity that we have to hear from you, even at a time like this. We glorify your name. We ask Almighty God that you speak to us like never before. Teach us your word. At the end of everything, Lord, may we have cause to rejoice once again in your word. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We're going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 8. And then we'll read verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 8. And then we'll read verse 11. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things that at the beginning of every year we get ourselves involved in is to seek out prophecies for the new year. We act as though life is starting afresh and that everything that we had done in the past ended with the past year and then we are looking forward to a brand new beginning. Nothing can be further from the truth. Based on what we have read now, time is not measured by years that we have. Over time, we have had different calendars. For example, the Jews continue to maintain their calendar system. Every month is 30 days and you have 12 months. And so their year is 360 days. The Muslims have their own calendar also. Over time, we've had different kinds of calendars. There have been the Julian calendar. And today we are practicing the Gregorian calendar, which has allocated 365 days to one year, basically saying that the earth revolves around the sun 365 days plus a quarter of a day. That is why every four years, they build up that quarter of a day into one day. So once in four years, we have 366 days and the other three years, you have 365 days. So these are just calendars that men have formulated for their convenience. But life does not revolve around these calendars. And that is where the issue really is. When we act as though life revolves around this calendar system, then we put ourselves in the same box as the calendar system that is wrong, such that when the calendar changes, because somebody can come up tomorrow and say, look, the scientists did not get it right, and may decide that science is proving that there are 370 days. And then what happens? Our year system suddenly collapses, and we start a new year system, and what do we have in place? The point I'm trying to make is that there is a timing that is for the Christian and the timing of the Christian is God's timing. It's not the timing of the world. It's not the timing of a calendar system. So the Christians have their own calendar system and their calendar system is based on God. God does not run the kind of calendar system that we run. 
And so when pastors are always looking forward to the prophecy for a new year, I begin to wonder what really is going on. What is this new year about? Sometimes they come up and tell their congregants and insist that in the year they are coming into, things will be rosy. And they paint a very rosy picture and everybody's excited about it. But shortly into that new year, everything collapses. The entire prophecy collapses. But what is very interesting about human behavior is how man is very comfortable to return to the same place where they were told something that did not come to pass, that they believed, and then they go back again and they are itching to hear something else. This is what God said to the people of Israel in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 30 and 31. An astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land, and we could say in the church. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power, and my people love to have it so. All kinds of things are happening, and the people are happy with it. And as long as the people are happy with it, it seems to be all right. The message translation reads, unspeakable, sickening, what's happening in this country. Prophets preach lies, and priests hire on as their assistants. And my people love it. They eat it up. What we are trying to say here is this. The calendar system that we are using and that we are all gobbling up is not the calendar system that God has for you and I. Each individual has a time frame within which to operate. For example, when the Lord Jesus Christ was born, it was already determined in heaven that he had 33 and a half years or so to live. That he had three and a half years or so for his ministry on the earth. It was already predetermined. So if Jesus were to walk with the kind of calendar system that we are working with, he probably would not have gotten anything done. But he fulfilled his purpose. He fulfilled his mission in the time allotted him. There is a time allotted to each and every one of us. Trying to denominate everybody under one time frame is what brings us into trouble. As I speak to you, people are dying. People are being born. People died yesterday. Some people died just before the new year. These were people who believed that they had entered into the new year. And then what is very interesting about all of this thing is how people on the eve of a new year, two hours to go, are being told by their pastors to pray that all the promises of that year that is going out that has not been fulfilled should be fulfilled in two hours. Some of those promises that they're talking about include getting married, include having children include building houses, include buying cars at 10 p.m. And people are there shouting and screaming. And you're wondering, have we gone mad? Have we been mesmerized? Are we in a trance? What is going on? Like we read, the people, they like it. So the people like it. That is why they keep going for prophecy and prophecy and prophecy. Let me tell you the truth. God has a prophecy for you as an individual. And it has nothing to do with calendar years. It has everything to do with God's purpose and plan for your life. So God can speak to you at any time of the general calendar year and say, this is the time to enter into this. You don't need a new year for God to tell you to enter into something. You don't need the calendar of man for God to tell you whatever it is. That's why we read Ecclesiastes chapter 3 at the beginning where it says, to everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. This is the reality of life. We all have a time when we are going to leave the world. 
The question is, what are you doing to fulfill your purpose here on earth before the time when you have to leave the earth? This is why we find in the church of God today, people are praying against death as though it is a bad thing to die. If you are a Christian, you should be excited about dying. There was one time Paul wrote and said, I am torn between two things right now, whether to stay, which is beneficial to you, or to die and go to be with God, which is beneficial for me. He said, but I perceive that God wants me to stay because he wants me to do some more work. That is how a Christian lives his life. A Christian is not afraid to die. A Christian must be ready to live at any point in time. Therefore, a Christian must do his work and accomplish the task that God has given to him to accomplish in the time frame. Now, what is interesting about this is that we don't know the time frame. So we are led by God. And that is why our timing must be God's timing. When God says, go ahead and do it now, that is when we go ahead to do it. We don't wait. We don't delay. We don't procrastinate because we don't know when it will be time for us to leave. A couple of years back, I lost a young friend, young brother, whom I would have considered maybe a son. It was something that was disturbing. But then as one prayed, it became clear that each one of us have different time frames within which we are supposed to do what God wants us to do. At the end of that time frame, whether we have completed it or not, we are out of the place. And that if we realize that, then we will make sure that every single moment counts while we are here on the earth. In First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, the Bible speaks of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. What we need is to have an understanding of the times to know what we ought to do. This is the essence of this discussion. We don't decide on something new because it is a new Gregorian year. No, our calendar is shaped by God. It is God who knows our times. They are in his hands. The Bible says that God has made everything beautiful in its time. The time that you have on the earth to do the work of God is a beautiful time for you. The Lord Jesus Christ said, while it is day, I must do the work of him that sent me. The night time comes when no man can work. The day we shut our eyes in death, our work ends. Night time has come. But whilst we are here on the earth still breathing, it is daytime. We must do the work of him that sent us onto the earth. The work of him that has called us by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ into his kingdom. The challenge for you and I is to seize from this penchant for prophecy and all kinds of things. I don't even know where we get these things from, where we will sit down and somebody will tell us what God is saying for a whole year. What, where are we getting these things from? When God wants to speak to us every day, does it make sense that God will be speaking to you for a year, every year, year on year, year on year? It's not scriptural. It's a practice that has been brought from the occult and from idolatrous practices to want to read the tea leaves. I hear that in Nordic nations in those days, I don't know if they still do it, they kill the animal, open it up on what we call Christmas Day, which is itself is not scriptural. And then they come a week after, which is the new year, to read the entrails of that animal to determine whether it is a good year or a bad year. In 2020, two years ago now, there were prophecies flying everywhere. 
Not one of them caught COVID as a prophecy. Not one. Until today, we are abusing God as far as I'm concerned. Because the Bible tells us pestilence are from God. A pestilence, which is what a pandemic is, or a plague like COVID, is of God. Satan does not have the power to do such a thing. And here where they are cursing, we have not gone to the, seek the face of God and say, Lord, how come you didn't tell us this thing? The Bible tells us of one time, the Shunammite woman, her son had died. And she ran to Elisha, who had prophesied that she would have that child. And when she got to Elisha, the woman was troubled, of course. Gehazi was the one giving the interpretation of what was taking place to um, Elisha. But the woman didn't say anything. The woman just kept saying, it is well, it is well. So Elisha said, something has happened to this woman. And the Lord has not told me. What does that tell you? God does not tell you everything. There is nobody on the earth that God will tell everything to. The Bible says, one thing is clear. The sovereign Lord will do nothing on the earth except he first reveal it to his servants, the prophets. But it doesn't mean that he will tell everything to one prophet. There are, he has many servants. And when we say servant prophet, it doesn't mean the person has the title of prophet. So this is my counsel to us. Let us go back to God now and seek his timing. Let us go back to God and understand the time that we are in individually. You individually, you have a time. What is your time frame? What should you be doing now? Because the night is coming. The time is going to come when we will all leave this earth one way or another. Would we have accomplished the task that God has for us? Would we have been useful in the kingdom of God? Would we have done our own thing or would we have done the things of God? I challenge us to do away with this penchant for prophecy at the beginning of every year. And then we get frustrated shortly into the year. Let's do it with New Year's resolutions that end within 24 hours of making such resolutions. Let's do away with a life that would suggest that the past is gone and there's a new life. That can only happen when you have repented of sin and have come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only then can Jesus wipe away our sins. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And here we're talking of a new purpose, a new direction, new things to do. But if you are already born again, what is the new thing? Just do what God told you to do. Continue to do his task. He doesn't change the task because the calendar year changed. The task only changes because it is time for you to move on to something else. If you must move on to something else. Otherwise, whatever God has told you to do, you do it. If it is a time to get married, God will bring the wife or God will bring the husband. God will tell you who you are going to get married to. If it is time to change jobs, God will tell you what will happen. Sometimes God does not even give you warning. He does not tell you about losing your job at the beginning of the calendar year. He can tell you a day or a few weeks to the time. Sometimes they would have given you the sack letter before God says, yes, I orchestrated it. It's okay. I want you out of that place. I want something. If we were interacting with God as we should, personally, privately, many of these things, he would tell us. It's not as if he would tell everything. There are some things that take us by surprise, but it doesn't mean that it takes God by surprise. So I want us to take this away as we begin this new calendar year, that our time is in God's hands and God's time is what we need to follow. When you want to set your clock, we set our clock using what is told us on the radio or the internet timing or the time system of the phone companies on our smartphones. And we set our clocks onto that time. 
for a Christian. His time is not based on what is on the wristwatch. It's not based on a calendar year. His time is based on what God is saying. Go to God now and talk to him about the time he has for you. Our understanding of the times can only come from God. Let us become like sons of Issachar, who were men of understanding of the times, who knew what they ought to be doing at any point in time. That is what we ought to be doing now. We ought to be men and women who know what we ought to do and do that which we ought to do. God bless you and goodbye.